Fire is a beast. The Prophet ﷺ explained that it will come on the Day of Judgment with 70,000 ropes on it. brothers and sisters have you ever been in a situation where you're extremely extremely hot about 35 degrees Celsius you're tired you're sweating it's been an extremely long day and you want to get home and you just want to get home in nice peace and quiet and a little bit of luxury if that's the case one of the best cars you can take home is the Rolls-Royce Dawn. Let's get into the car and talk a bit about the episode. First things first is getting in. The doors actually open the reverse of how a normal door opens. I believe they're called suicide doors, but I'm not 100% sure. I think they might be the ones in the Phantom that open. There's two doors. As you can tell, this is a convertible. It's only got two doors. However, there is still ample room in the back, two more seats in the back, for you know two people to comfortably sit. I'm sitting right all the way back right now. There's more than enough room. And then we come to the most shocking thing about this car. The drive, the smoothness of this car, it's unbelievable. You don't even feel like you're driving on a road. You feel like you're floating in the clouds. And honestly, Wallahi, I'm not exaggerating. It is so unbelievable. I've never driven a car this smooth. If you put your foot down and accelerate and then let go, there's no sudden jerk. There's no sudden deceleration uh, from the engine. It is so smooth. I love it in terms of luxury. In terms of driving, it's all right. It has got a bit of grunt to it. If you press this button here uh, on, the, uh, on the gear stick, it's called low. I think Range Rover thought it was a bit peasanty to call it sport, so they just called it low, as in low gears. And you put your foot down, you know, it's got about 560 brake horsepower, I think. It, it, it's, I think it's a V12 engine or a W12 engine, something like that. So it's got quite a lot of power, it's quite a big engine. It, it's got the grunt to make you go, but it's not a driver's car, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, this is more for, you know, you're retired, you're just living off your pension, and you want to cruise around nice, and comfortable with a little bit of speed in there as well. With that said, let's get into the episode. Why have you come to record ride out in Dubai when you could do it and we were doing it in the UK? Making money from the religion. There's no better way, there's no faster way for you to acquire the dunya than to turn away from it 
and to enter the king of kings. You're allowed to make money from the religion. You know, let me explain it to you. It's not the way you think. He's knocking on the door of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 40 times a day. Imagine someone comes to your door knocking every day, 40 times a day. Are you not going to eventually have, have mercy on him? Alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, amma ba'ad, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Brothers and sisters, for once, there's no rain on the windows. There's no rain outside. It's just sun. We're overexposed, not underexposed. We're in Dubai. So, before we get into today's episode, I think a few disclaimers are required. I think a few, many disclaimers are required. So, first and foremost, why are we here? Do you want to take the floor, Imran? Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We're here to record right out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the question that then comes to mind is, is why have you come to record right out in Dubai when you could do it and we were doing it in the UK? Um, well, since the target audience for this show is, you know, the, the guys who are really into cars, they're into cars more than they're into religion. Mm-hmm. And to appeal to them, you wanted to get a better cars. Mm-hmm. And those cars, we couldn't get them in the UK because of your age. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, because of the price. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, do you want to miss your age thing up? No, I don't know. So we weren't able to get those cars in the UK because of your age. And number two, we weren't able to get them because of the price. Um, you've got to be 25 years old to be insured in those cars in the UK mm-hmm. and they're a bump you know what I'm saying we're here <laughs> here we're getting the cars cheaper than the we're getting the supercars here cheaper than we've got in the UK so that's how it just to rephrase that, I don't think we're getting the, the, the like the Lamborghini here for us cost less than the M5 that we had or the G63 which we had in London than the BMW yeah than the BMW so that's the why we thought, you know what, we'll come here seven days, just record three, four episodes I think it's going to work day. out to be like £250 per car. Uh, it's actually slightly less than that, it's about 200 So what, what, what could you get in UK for that? So for 200 200 like the M4 that we got, that was... Like a BM? That was 220 Like a BM. Yeah, we the M4. So, so, so you wouldn't even be able to get an M4 for 20 so 200 pounds Say that again? So you wouldn't even be able to get a BMW M4 for £200? Uh, well, you might be able to, I don't know what the one we got was 220 And also, we had a, a separate fundraiser that we did for the ride-out show. Just for the ride-out. So the people who donated for the media project, um, all the funds generally from the media project are used for all the various different media projects that we have on the YouTube channel. We had a separate fund for the ride-out program. For, so there are those people believe in the show understand the objective here and they donated willingly for this so for you people <laughs> who don't like the show or think that we could have utilized the money elsewhere barakallahi keep your opinions to yourself because there were specific people who believed in this show and said hey we want to support it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they wanted to reach out to that particular target audience so anyway, just to get into it, so basically there's a um, 
there's a company that we spoke to before we came here and said look this is what we want to do is there somewhere we can work out where you know we can get multiple cars and not pay for the full price so what they said was yes what we'll do is number one we're getting discounted prices from the full price anyway uh because they're muslim company alhamdulillah and number two we're allowed to swap the car so each car we have it for about three or four hours so we're allowed to swap each car with a car that's of the same price or lower um as many times as we want within that 24 hours based on whatever's available for him so sometimes i'm sitting there for like an hour waiting for something to become available sometimes two hours i've sat there you know i've actually fallen asleep in his office waiting for something to become available um so it's not all you know uh, fun and games and just to add on i came on this trip and our bucket came on this trip on the back of our own expenses oh yeah as yeah. in our flights our accommodation we're I, paying for that i came here for the book fair okay there's a book fair happening in Sharjah from the 4th of November onwards and that's why I was coming to Dubai and we just said here because we've got a link here that can help us finish the show record the show basically the show is going to end by the way with the Dubai season this season that we're recording here it's going to be the end of the show so we've got, we're going to have like 20 episodes inshallah mm -hmm. so we said you know what if we're going there already on the back of our own expenses we can get the same cars that we're recording weekly in the UK anyway we can get them cheaper here and they're better cars then why not? We would be fools to not to not use that opportunity. In fact, had we not done it, we would have been actually not utilizing the money in a good way because we would have been getting lesser cars for more, more money, money in the UK. Anyway, that's the disclaimer for you guys before we start hearing nonsense. So yeah, so in today's episode, mm. we thought it was fitting to do the topic on making money from the religion yeah using the deen to make money so what are some of the ways in which people use the deen to make money and would this what we're doing which is you know renting out nice cars for Islamic show be considered using the religion to make money alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah amma ba'd so to use the deen to make money there's a way you can look at it and it's a bad way And there's a way you can look at it which is a good way So what's the bad way? The bad way is the way that we know That you sell the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For what? For worldly benefits Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that, that there are people who do what? They purchase misguidance For guidance They, they, they purchase misguidance in exchange for guidance they give the guidance when they purchase misguidance and they don't benefit from the from this from this at all allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says innalladhina ashtarawul kufra bil iman the people who purchase kufr for iman do you understand mm -hmm. allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions ulaika alladhina ashtarawul hayat ad-dunya bil the ones who purchase the life of the next life sorry the ones who purchase the life of this life in exchange for the life of the next life so there are people who take the religion, they water it down, they take things out, they hide things, they simplify and not simplify, sorry, but they water down and 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 they and they make the religion look a certain way just so they can get a worldly means. So they might pass some fatwa. So what? They can have a nice position amongst people and keep that paycheck coming in. They don't talk about issues of aqeedah and tawheed that separate the people upon truth. Why? Because they get some hatred now. 
because the people of innovation and evil will hate you based upon your tawheed and your aqeedah and your adherence to the methodology of the Salaf al-Salih. So they hate you now because of it. Does that make sense? And he doesn't want to lose that position. For example, some of these people, they will tell you, I, I, I will not refute the Shia because if you refute the Shia, they will stop coming to my events. They say it publicly that Shia, if he doesn't come to your event, that's one less what? Person paying you money. Do you understand? So this is a type of making money from the deen which is evil. But that's not the type of making money I want to talk about from the religion. I want to talk about how to make how to benefit from the deen in a good way. In a good way. In a way that you're allowed. You're allowed to make money from the religion. In a, let me explain it to you. It's not the way you think. But you want money, right? I mean, everyone wants money to a certain degree. And you'll get it from the religion. Different degrees. The religion will facilitate it for you. And this is good. Not only is it good, it's encouraged. Not only is it encouraged, it's really encouraged, right? So, what's this secret in the five steps to become a millionaire? Whatever it is that you're going to mention. Well, it's bigger than millionaire. Oh, are you talking about rewards in the in the hereafter? No, I'm talking about money in this life. Are you sure? Because you've done this clickbait bare times already. Clickbait. 20 million in the bank. No, no. It's sure, real. Yeah? It, I'm, talk, I'm talking what? Gardens. Plush gardens. Secret gardens. Gemma. I'm talking about this life. Cars, money, clothes. But not hereafter. Not into excessiveness. So, okay, go on. Do they really want to know? That's the question. Adam, do they... Re- By the way, guys, if we didn't introduce Adam. Adam... <laughs> Oh, Adam's with us as well! Ah, you guys are funny, man. Adam, Adam, Adam. Hello, yeah. we, we had to bring the Canadian brother in. You don't know, fam. Guys, we're going to have a little intermission. Keep you guys guessing, inshallah. Adam, how, how are you? How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Just tired. Adam's on ride out. <laughs> Canadian came through. We had to connect across the pond and meet up in the desert. Don't know. You did it, Adam. On the jet skis. You guys are going to be seeing Adam. One episode of me, one episode of Adam, inshallah. Has inshallah. Be. So, what I'm saying is, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He told us a way that we can make money in a religious way. Okay, go Rather, on. Well, I, let me rephrase Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us how we can acquire rizq in a religious way. Okay. Salah, prayer. Okay. Prayer. How is me praying gonna get me money? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Wa'mur ahlaka bis salah. Wastabir alayha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Command your family to pray and be steadfast therein. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, La nas aluka rizqan. We do not ask you for rizq. Allah doesn't ask you for rizq. Allah doesn't need you to provide for Him. Then he says after that, نَحْنُ Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah is the one who will provide. Scholars took benefits from this. Allah talked about providing for you in the context of what? You praying your salah. Mm-hmm. There is a theme in the Quran, a correlation between one who prays his salah and at the same time, is receiving rizq receiving abundance in rizq we're talking not just money miraculous type of provision i'll give you an example but aren't there many people out there who pray five times a day they might ask be me imams this, or ask me this question at the end uh, ask me this question at the end ask me this question at the at the end all right but let me show you the theme first Go and on. i'll explain that to you inshallah 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us the story of Maryam salamun alayha and Yahya and Zakaria. Okay? Oh. And look at the beautiful theme here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned كُلَّمَا دَخَلَ عَلَيْهَا زَكَرِيَّ الْمِحْرَابَ وَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا رِزْقَةِ Zakaria alayhi salam was taking care of Maryam. Okay. Every time he would come to Maryam. كُلَّمَا دَخَلَ عَلَيْهَا Every time he would come to her. في المحراب عند المحراب وين وسط المحراب؟ It's the place where you pray. Okay. The masjid. Okay, مصلى. It was in the masjid. Oh, it's in the masjid. Yeah, it was in the masjid. So وجد عندها رزق. He would find with her رزق. He say. قال يا مريم. No, وجد عندها رزق. قال أن لك هذا. He say, oh Maryam, what is this? Because you know what she was getting. In the winter time, she would get summer fruits. Now I know today you can roll up into Tesco and find pineapples in winter, but that's because of preservatives and you know uh, artificial kind of you know like growing of these fruits. Yeah, import export. Import export of, 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 and whatnot and growing it under artificial circumstances. But like in back in those days, you couldn't find a pineapple pineapple in the winter. Even just until that 50, 60 years ago, you couldn't. Bro, you go to Pakistan, you can't find mangoes in the winter. Mm, that's true. Only in the, not in the summer. It's not just summer. It's a, it's a specific set of weeks within the summer. Mm. Specific set of weeks within the summer when the mangoes come out. Yeah. yeah. She, she would have, alayhi salam, she would have the summer fruits in winter and the winter fruits in the summer. Maryam, what is this? Where are you getting this from? She said this from Allah. Who else is it from? Hmm. And Allah gives rizq to whomsoever he wants without accounting. Pay attention to the scholars, they said Maryam was being provided because of her. Because of her prayer inside there. What did Allah say in the next page when he described Maryam? Ya Maryam uqanuti liya rabbiki wasjudi warka'i ma'arraki'in Maryam was one who was doing ruku' She was doing sujood She was in salah She was one who prayed a lot Allah gives rizq It's with him He's al-razaq He gives But who did Allah give his rizq to? Is he going to open the doors of rizq For those who are evil? I'm gonna answer this. I know what you're gonna ask me right now. Don't worry, I'm gonna answer it, inshallah ta'ala. That which is with Allah can only be attained in halal, as the Prophet said. Those who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who come to an obedience, Allah is gonna provide for them. Now, straight away, Zakaria became what? He became inspired. What do we learn about Zakaria in Surah Maryam? We learn at the beginning of Surah Maryam, Zakaria is old, he doesn't have a son. His bones have become weak. His hair has become white. His wife is barren. He doesn't have a child. He doesn't have a son that can be his heir in prophethood. Because Banu Israel, they were managed, their affairs were managed by their prophets. And he was a prophet from Banu Israel. Alas, he had no son to take prophethood. He had no heir or no one to pass it on down to. So he wanted a son. Walakin, his situation is really, really, really old. So a child is a risk. Mm-hmm. If, a, if money is provision, then child is greater. Right? Yeah. Now, 
What does he do? What does he do? He becomes inspired. He sees Maryam. He says, apparently, the only thing is true. Like, Allah gives him to whoever he wants. She's getting summer fruits in winter, and winter fruits in summer has been provided for her. Allah said, Hunalika da'a Zakariya Rabbah. Zakariya makes du'a to Allah. Rabbi habali. Milladunka dhurriyatan tayyiba. Innaka sami'u du'a. He said, Allah, my Lord, give to me from yourself a... Give to me from yourself. Give me a what? A lineage. Offspring. Dhurriyatan tayyiba. Pure. You are the one who responds to the dua. Did Allah respond to the dua? Yeah, because He gave Him some. Allah gave Him some, right? Yeah. But look what Allah said in the next ayah. The angels called out to Him to tell Him he has a, that Allah has accepted His dua. But where was He when the angels called out to Him? He was standing in salah, in prayer. That's when the angels came. In the mihrab. He was in salah and then the angels came to him and gave him the glad tidings. Shall I tell you a funny story? There was one time Where a brother really owed me money And I was really In need of it one particular day And I was messaging the brother All day saying Akhi, Is it okay if you can send it now Because he was supposed to send it to you But he was being long for some reason mm. He was not sending it to me So now I prayed my Isha And I started to pray my My son after Isha And um I thought to myself, that's it, I need the money and the brother's not even going to send it to me now because the brother works a night shift. So, I said, nah, he's gone. I'm not getting this right now. <laughs> so, I went into Salah and I started reading this exact ayah. As I'm reading the ayah, Monzo. Those who don't know Monzo is Monzo is uh, a mobile bank <laughs> when, money, when money gets sent to it It makes that noise <laughs> I Wallah In Salah As I read the ayah <laughs> You know it's a sick benefit I read About the hadith Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam When it comes go, to Come louder Come louder <coughs> You know it's a sick hadith That I benefited from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam When it comes to uh, One second Let's repeat it again Now go on You mentioned the You've been in the same hadith I said that You mentioned it Yeah I said it Yeah go on and one thing the Prophet said, you mentioned, like, in terms of what you mentioned, the Prophet said, Man whoever gives respite to the one who is in debt, or he leaves him off and, he, and, and he's not hard with him, he doesn't get on him. The Prophet said, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to shade him on the day of judgment. And another narration, it, uh, it is mentioned, uh, man ka, uh, it was mentioned that uh, that every single day that you leave off that person in debt, you're going to be given the sadaqah of that. So for example, you gave him 2,000 pounds, and every, for every day that you wait, you're going to be giving as if 
You give that a sadaqa. Subhanallah. Jazeera Allah. Barakallah feet, man. Barakallah feet. So, yeah, man, that's, that's so, the point I'm trying to make here is that what you need to understand is that rizq is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is no better way to get the dunya than to turn away from it and direct yourself towards Allah. There's no better way, there's no faster way for you to acquire the dunya than to turn away from it and turn to the king of kings. And I give you a delete for that. Go on. The Prophet sallallahu said, anyone who his himma, his focus, is the dunya. فَرَّقَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ أَمْرَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make his affairs collapse. Okay? Okay. And he will place poverty in front of his eyes. As for a person who turns away from the dunya and his focus is the akhirah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him number one contentment. Contentment. And that's going to answer the question you asked earlier. Sometimes you find imams in the masjid and they're not that rich, right? Mm. But they're content. Contentment is where real richness is. Do you understand? A millionaire may have all the money in the bank, but if he's not content, if he doesn't have contentment, then he is poorer than a guy who gets less than minimum wage. But if the guy who's got less than minimum wage is content, boom, that contentment is where? It's in the heart. Who controls the heart? Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give so, so richness is not judged by the amount of money in your bank account It's judged by contentment But here's the thing Allah will give you enough As much of the dunya that you need To be able to give you contentment And sometimes he'll even give you more And that's, that's where we go to the next part of the hadith The Prophet said that dunya will come to the person Undoubtedly it will be dragged to him when you say, I don't even want the Akhirah, but I'm going here. Sure, sure, astaghfirullah. I don't even want the dunya, I'm here, I'm focusing on the Akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what? Might bring you Rolls Royce Dawns. Allah, <laughs> 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 I was never in my life trying to get this car, as in, to sit in it. Or any of the other cars that we got in the show. Never in my life, not my aspiration at all. Yeah. You know me. Yeah, yeah. But look, bro, I'm just The point of the matter is that Allah, if you don't if you don't aim for the dunya, Allah will give it to you. You know why? Because the dunya is just it's just you don't you don't have an aspiration for it, so it's not gonna fall in your heart. But now if you're a person who um who uh focus on the dunya is dangerous for you, now you may not get it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Now if there's someone who is praying their prayers but you're saying I'm still broke, I'm still struggling, I'm still suffering, well fix your prayer. What do you mean fix your prayer? The, the prayer's got levels. Firstly, have you even studied the fiqh of salah to know whether how you're praying properly in the first place? That's number one. Are you praying properly in the first place? Fair enough. Number two, okay, do you pray your sunnah prayers? Number three, do you pray your salah in the masjid? Number four, do you pray what? Qiyamul layl. Shall I tell you a faida that I benefited from Imam ibn Qayyim and his Zar Ma'ad? He mentioned the Prophet Sam used to pray 40 raka'at every single day. 40? 4-0 raka'at every single day. 17 which are the the, from the five obligatory prayers so the five obligatory prayers altogether if you count them is how many units 17 and then with those 17 he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to pray the sunan 
the Sunnah are 12. Two before Fajr, four before Dhuhr, two after Dhuhr, two after Maghrib, and two after Isha. Right? Yep. So how many we got so far? 17 plus 11 is? 30, 29. 29. 29. 29. 29. 29. 17 plus 11. Plus 12, sorry, plus 12. 29. Yeah, 29, 29. So 12 plus 17. And then the Prophet will pray 11 rak'at every night in the night prayer. 10 units and then one with her. So 11 plus 17 plus 12 is 40. My brothers and sisters, Imam Ibn Qayyim says something powerful. He says the Prophet was praying these 40 units of prayer every day of his life to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Pay attention, look what he said after that. He said, anyone who does this is knocking on Allah's door, figuratively speaking. He's knocking on the door of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 40 times a day. Mm. Imagine someone comes to your door knocking every day, 40 times a day. Are you not going to eventually have, have mercy and let him in? Mm. What do you say about Arham Rahimin? The one who gives Bighayr al Hisabin. He doesn't count. And he loves to give. And he loves that you ask. You're calling on him 40 times a day, every day, every week, every month. 365 days a year, every year. You tell me you won't get what you need? Ammu? Of course you will. And that's why Ibrahim alayhi salam, he said, Seek your rizq from Allah and worship Him. Why? Because your purpose in life is to worship Allah. That's your job. Your job is worship Allah alone. Allah's job is to provide for you. Allah said in another ayah وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create mankind, sorry, jinnkind or mankind for any reason except that they should worship me. And what did Allah say in ayah after that? إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَاقُ ذُو الْقُوَّةِ الْمَتِينَ Allah is the one who's al-razaq. He's the one who provides. Allah is the one who provides. Allah provides. He told you, your job is to worship me. My job is to provide. That doesn't mean be a bum. In another episode, I'll explain this in a bit more detail. It doesn't mean to be a bum. You go out and put the work in. That's you. Allah wants you to put the work in. But at the end of the day, Allah provides. When you, you, you work at the end, you work to get paid at the end of the month, right? Mm. But then when you get that, when that, when that paycheck comes in, you're, you're relying on your boss to give it to you, right? Yeah. So you know I'm not going to get that paycheck if I don't work. work. Does that make sense? So yeah. you work. For Allah to facilitate the paycheck for you, for your boss, mm. from your boss. You understand? Yeah. So you work the same way you know I'm not going to get paid if I just sit here. You know the money don't come from you. You don't pull the money out of your head. No, you get paid for the work. So Allah wants to see you put the work in and then you get paid. Mm. He will provide for you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then Allah wants to see you worship Allah, focus on that, let the akhirah be your, be your objective, and also put the effort in with regards to the dunya, and Allah will facilitate for you. But don't dare turn your back on salah. My bro, it's not manly, bro. It's not a manly thing for you to turn your back on the prayer for the, for the job, for the money, you know what I'm saying? And then there are those people who people say, but they don't pray and they got money. Oh, for That's them. What I was gonna say, yeah. yeah, for them it's a punishment. How can money be a punishment? Allah said, فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبَوَابَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ Allah said, we opened the doors of everything for them. The people, Allah mentioned these people, they're the one who, they turned away from Allah. They turned away from his reminder. 
They turned away from this. They turned away from the deen. Allah said, okay, okay. Rather, sorry, these people, they said, okay, okay, we don't want this. Allah said, okay, here's what's going to happen with them. Allah's going to open a door for all success for them. Money, cars, girls, success, luxuries, all these things. But do whatever you want, but then watch. And that's what Allah says. Allah mm. said, Hatta idha farihu. Until they're in a state of enjoyment, happy, gassed, couple girls in the side, drinking, smoking some weed, listening to music in a car. Allah said, Seize them. Suddenly, seize them. Boom, car accident, dead. Everyone's dead. And that's when they're going to realize Someone's going to run up on you Pap pap shoot you Cancer Stage 4 Terminal Oh you know what's even worse? What? Maybe not worse But you know what's even What's also scary? You may Carry on living It may not be your body dies But Allah will cause your heart to die When your heart dies You can live for a hundred years You're never going to turn back to Allah You're going to die upon kufr Or some kind of Serious fiskan kujur Mm. You're going to either die upon disbelief or some serious kind of evil. Allah said, Khatam Allah ala qulubihim wa ala sam'ihim wa ala absadihim ghishawah wa lahum a'adhabun azim. Allah placed a seal on their hearts, their eyes, and their hearing. Does that make sense? Mm. So, فَأَخَذْنَاهُمْ بَغْتَ He's going to seize them. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, suddenly. Allah ala wa alim. Barakallahu feek, man. Jazakallahu khair. This is a bit of a... It was different to what I was expecting. I thought you were maybe gonna, you know, make money from a religion. I thought you were gonna do something like how to set up an online company, or you know, how to how to set up like an online institute or a madrasa or something along those lines. Like you take it, you tackle it from a different perspective, which is. I can give an example. Sheikh Fawzan, how old is he? He's like eighty-three. Oh, no idea. This man has got no concern for dunya. He's eighty-three-year-old man. Spends his days in his life studying, teaching, giving fatwa, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's stupid to even say scholars for dollars when talking about Fawzan. He's an 83 year old man. I remember when I said this to one brother, he said to me, but maybe he's for his kids. But the Sheikh doesn't even have kids. He can't have kids. Medically, he can't have kids. Do you understand? Mm. So, but this Sheikh, he's not focused on money. I one time saw a video of him in an S class. Mercedes S-Class So how can you say he's not focused on money? Say that again? So how can you say he's not focused on money? I, that's, what, that's what I'm saying If you know Fawzan You know he's not focused on money I don't even think he knows in S-Class But Allah brought it to him like Prophet Sallallahu said The dunya will come to you hmm. The dunya will come to you It will be dragged to you Undoubtedly will come to you So Fawzan Wallahi I believe Fawzan He does not know He probably doesn't even know What an S-Class He probably does not even know What S-Class values As Shaykh Muhammad Al-Amin Al-Shanqayti he was a man who they used to call him the Shaykh al-Islam of our era. Bakr Abu Zayd said that about him. He would go to the shops. He was a Mauritanian Sheikh who used to be in Saudi, right? Mm-hmm. He's a teacher there. So he would go to the shop with the currency, the rial, and the rialat. He would have them in his hand. He would say, just take, I don't know, how much is it? And he didn't know what the currency was. Yeah, like for example, you know what a pound is, the, the different what penny is, 50p. Yeah, it's, it, well, how much is it? 20 rial? Hey, he would put his hand out. He said, just take, take whatever's yours and give me back what's mine. Mm-mm. He couldn't understand it. But you think this guy, this, you think the Sheikh didn't have the dunya? Shall I tell you how, shall I tell you what on the levels that he had the dunya? But one time, his kids, uh, his family, or there was an issue with his family because of the visa issues or something like that. 
there was something in I think it was in Jeddah there was an issue with his family police came you know overstayed kind of issue some, some kind of issue like that so then he got called by the police and you know we have to deport your family or something like some, something along those lines mm-hmm. see what the sheikh did look at the authority that he had he called up the heads he called up the heads of the of the police departments he said I'm teaching you people's children and look at how you're treating my children I teach your kids you people your kids I teach them Islam and look what you're doing when I the officials the head officials government officials came sorry Sheikh sorry Sheikh so he didn't necessarily have money because he didn't need that stuff and he didn't care about that stuff but what is it that you want with money you want power You want Allah will give it to you bro it may be that Allah will give you the power respect through the money Maybe Allah's parents will give you the power of respect without the money. You don't need the money. But the, the effect was like that. Like Imam Malik, the leaders would come and tremble in front of him. <laughs> tremble, mm. Malik. <laughs> leaders are scared of Malik. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's like a. It's like that. 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 Heba, that. Rob. Rob. You know, Urdu say Rub. That's in Arabic. You understand? That comes like from Deen. Be a man of deen And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will make the dunya in, Come to your knees Jazakallah <laughs> khair Sorry I'm a bit, I feel a bit wiped out as well Just you know <laughs> People were probably watching this series Thinking yo You want to live in life out there Wallahi this is actually been Long. You know driving the, Obviously we, This is the first episode But this is the fourth day That we've been here So we've actually been recording Non-stop for the last four days And I'm shattered Like actually shattered I enjoy the cars and stuff, don't get twisted. But um, this recording schedule, and it's, it's a mad thing. Anyway, hope you guys benefit from that. And uh, you guys better spread the word. You better like this video, share the video, subscribe, so- definitely. If they want to see, All right. they, gotta- they don't need to know. They gotta just wait for the next upload. They gotta press that bell icon. If they want to know what car is coming up, Next week, you gotta hit that bell icon. Once you press that bell icon, then you know. But here, we'll uh, leave it there, inshallah. Maybe you know what? We'll uh, let them see the, uh, the drop top. The drop top. The drop top. The drop top. The you know? drop top. <laughs> but it's still recording, bro. Oh, it's not, yeah. <laughs> this guy was sleeping the whole time. Bro, you're, you're on camera, G. Some of the brothers they joined us on this uh, on this trip. But yeah, khair, we'll end it there inshallah and uh, hopefully see you guys on the next episode. By the way, just before we end, what should we the call? Well I'm better it's um it's a comfortable wouldn't it? It's a very uh, luxurious um elegant so. It's an elegant car. You think the car is hit, but. I'm not like the car's got hit, but I can't lie. The car's got hit. But the car is out of man, you have to. Okay, inshallah, we'll leave it there and hopefully we'll see you guys on the next episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace.